Know the top stories of the day. Understand the issues that matter. This is Manila Bulletin News on Web. Your quick rundown of top news in the country and around the world. Manila Bulletin, celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Be fully informed. Hi, I'm Barbie Atienza. This is MB Now, and here are your news on WEP. As the country continues to grapple with the COVID-19 pandemic, President Duterte appealed to the public to skip their usual December get-togethers and other festivities to avoid spreading and catching the disease this Christmas season. In his public address on Monday, Duterte apologized to the people for they will not be able to spend the holiday season the way they used to. Look at it this way. All of the Christmas of your lifetime, ngayon lang naman ito isang beses hinihingi ng gobyerno para sa iyo. Anong ano dito is para sa iyo, hindi para sa gobyerno. Gobyerno is an abstract thing. It does not breathe, it has no lungs, it does not get sick. But government is a agency through which the will of the people is expressed. That is a definition of what government is. So, yung kami dito, uh, sinusunod lang namin yung ano yung kagustuhan ng tao. Everybody wants to be healthy. Duterte said that even with the restrictions, it is still up to the people to keep themselves safe. It is only you who can really do it. Uh, but uh, it is not a 100% guarantee that if you follow all of this, uh, you will not uh, get the covid but your chances of avoiding the contamination would be greater. The odds would be in your favor. Kasi kung protektado ka and you follow the social distancing lahat na, iyo lahat dyan eh, nasa iyo yan. Mga prevention. Nobody can do it for you. You and you alone will be responsible for your safety and uh, health. The Department of Health has discouraged the public from being complacent this holiday season and asked them to limit celebrations to immediate family members. For MBNAV, this is Argil Hiduokos reporting. President Duterte ordered Health Secretary Francisco Duque III to find ways to provide free COVID-19 tests to Filipinos, emphasizing how important testing is in the battle against the coronavirus disease. In his public address aired Monday night, President Duterte said he realized that testing is important in containing the spread of the disease, but the problem is it is very expensive. Duterte asked Duque to look for ways how the government can undertake the testing without the help of private laboratories. If you can give me a figure, uh, akin pera na lang wag na lang yung the quality or the make I'm not concerned with that tingnan ko kung may pera magbili na lang tayo in all government hospitals or in health center mabigay natin libre free of charge target the first or second quarter if you can have a program where I can review and look for the money. According to the president, limiting the spread of the disease would mean that the government will really have to step up. However, testing 60 million Filipinos will not be an easy task. It is actually, to me, 
the sacred duty of government to protect its citizens. Now, in cases of pandemic, which is uh, beyond control by anybody, that is why it is spreading uh, in the world. It's not an epidemic, it's pandemic. So we can expect more because uh, vaccinating 60 million, I said, uh, uh, would, would be really be a, you have to walk the extra mile there. Last month, President Duterte issued an executive order directing the Departments of Health and Trade and Industry to place a price cap on COVID-19 tests. Under the joint order of the two agencies, private laboratories can only charge patients up to 5,000 pesos, while the price cap for public laboratories is 3,800 pesos. For MB Now, this is Arjil Hedukos reporting. The government intends to purchase rubber batons for the country's police force next year to enhance the fight against criminality. Addressing the nation over state television, President Rodrigo Duterte said he wanted to bring back the use of police batons as a way to subdue persons resisting arrest. Duterte admitted that he preferred policemen to use batons instead of guns when confronting an unruly crime suspect. The president admitted he was puzzled why the police batons were no longer used in law enforcement operations and that he recalled that he saw the multi-purpose use of batons by policemen when he was young. There used to be a, a baton carried by the uh, policemen many, many years ago. I, uh, I was still young, but not so young, but uh, old enough to observe the multi-purpose use of a baton. Alam mo, nagtaka talaga ako kung bakit ito tinanggal. You know, when a person resists arrest and he becomes violent, the first impulse of the police without a baton is to hold his gun. He might not draw it, but he holds his gun ready for action. Duterte also noted that the batons are considered the first line of defense of policemen to prevent the crime suspects from punching them or stealing their guns. At bakit nawala ito? Madapat ito ang first uh, line of defense ng police. Para hindi siya malapitan, magawin yung baril o makipagsuntukan sa kanya, o makipag-struggle kasi ayaw ma-aristo, the police can use a not-so-lethal weapon. Yung baton, rabirize yun noon, mat matigas, pero not enough to really break bones. In the meeting with the President, Interior and Local Government Secretary Eduardo Año raised the use of one-meter rattan sticks by policemen to ensure people observe physical distancing. He said Yantok patrollers will be deployed to check compliance with such health protocols. Meron din tayong tinatag ng mga Yantok patrollers. Ito po yung mga police na merong uh, one-meter rattan stick. Ito ay gagamitin para panukat sa physical distancing. At kung merong mga kriminal na uh, gagawa ng uh, anumang kasamaan, pwede rin pong gamitin itong uh, pang uh, self-defense. Katulad lang naman ito nung uh, gumagamit sila ng batuta noong araw. Opo. Gumagamit sila ng batuta noong araw, pero dahil may physical distancing, maikli lang yung 
batuta kaya dapat mayroon pong rattan stick na 1 meter para pang sukat. Recently, Joint Task Force COVID-19 Shield Chief Lieutenant General Cesar Binag announced plans that law enforcers would use rattan sticks to enforce the one-meter distance rule in public. The police official said the stick could also be used against stubborn persons disobeying the health protocol. Presidential spokesman Harry Roque earlier said, Yantok or rattan stick may be used to measure the safe distance between people but not as a weapon to hit them. Senator Sherwin Tiga Chalian formally asked on Tuesday the Senate to review the minimum performance standards compliance of toll operators as stipulated in their concession agreement as well as the powers and functions of the Toll Regulatory Board or TRB, the government agency that regulates all toll roads in the country. In filing Monday afternoon Senate Resolution 587, Gatsalian said the conduct of an inquiry is an aid of legislation in exercise of Senate's oversight functions. In a related development, Gatsalian's brother, Valenzuela Mayor Rex Gatsalian, suspended on Monday the business permit of North Luzon Expressway Corporation due to the unusually heavy traffic since NLEX implemented its abysmal state of cashless toll collection system on December 1. Senator Gatchalian said the review of existing oversight mechanisms set by Presidential Degree 1112, which created the TRB, is also in order. Gatchalian said the TRB should implement a toll holiday in the wake of an admission from NLEX on glitches in their system, including the malfunctioning of radio frequency identification device or RFI. ID sensors on vehicles. NLEX Corporation Senior Vice President for Communications Junji Kimbo had earlier acknowledged the veracity of claims of motorists on defective RFID sensors and vowed to remedy the situation and improve their operators in the coming days. Here's the top news in other parts of the country. Kalinga Province's Tinglayan Municipal Mayor Sacrament Gumilab has placed the entire municipality of Tinglayan under lockdown or TOR-OR in the local dialect from December 6 to 21 due to the spike in coronavirus disease cases. According to Gumilab, there are already 98 COVID-19 positive cases reported since November 16 and is increasing at a very fast pace. Entry and exit in Tinglayan are also not allowed except for those in transit on the national highway. Residents, on the other hand, are allowed to go out for necessities within their barangays but are only allowed outside for medical emergency reasons and if confirmed by the municipal health officer. Tinglayan is one of the most visited areas in Kalinga to meet Wang Od, the country's oldest Mambabatok tattoo artist. A 17-year-old member of the New People's Army voluntarily surrendered to the field unit of the Philippine Army in Agusan del Norte. Kalito was welcomed by the command group of the 29th Infantry Battalion in Del Pilar, Kabadbaran City, Agusan del Norte on Monday. He shared that while he was there, he suffered severe hunger, thirst, and longing for his family, and also stated that he was involved in several cases of harassment of troops during an operation. He was recruited by the communist terrorist group when he was 16 years old and stay as a regular member from May 1, 2020 up to November 25, 2020. He turned 17 years old just last September. Here's a quick look on news from around the world. A former general who led U.S. troops into Baghdad in 2003 and rose to head the U.S. Central Command has been chosen by President-elect Joe Biden to be the first African-American Secretary of Defense, U.S. media reported Monday. Lloyd Austin, a 67-year-old veteran of conflicts in Iraq and Afghanistan, the retired four-star Army general, beat out the favorite for the job. Former Undersecretary of Defense Michelle Flournoy amid pressure on Biden to nominate more minorities for a position in his cabinet. 
Indonesia has received 1.2 million doses of COVID-19 vaccine made by China Sinovac. The doses arrived in Jakarta late Sunday on a flight from Beijing, with another 1.8 million expected to be sent again next month. Although Chinese regulators have yet to clear any of the country's vaccines for mass distribution, they have approved some of advanced candidates for emergency use. The country is one of the Asian nations worst hit by the pandemic, with COVID-19 infections topping 575,000 and more than 17,000 deaths. A new monolith has appeared outside a candy shop in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, after similar objects were found in Utah, California, Romania, and Britain. The owner of the store think of a fun idea to put one in front of his store, and luckily the residents are happy with it. For some, it's a cool marketing ploy where people coming from all around just to look at it, take pictures, and go shopping. Here are your updates in entertainment. The award-winning documentary film Aswang won another international award for Best International Feature in this year's RIDM Montreal International Documentary Festival in Canada. Aswang, directed by Alex Arumpak, is an in-depth documentary on the drug war that tackles the stories of victims from marginalized communities, exposing how their lives have changed during the current administration's campaign against illegal drugs. Aswang also won the Grand Prix of the Nouveau Talents Competition at Ajaccio International Documentary Film Festival last October and the Grand Prize at the 12 DMZ International Documentary Festival or DMZ Docs in South Korea last September. It also won the International Film Critics Fipreski Award in Amsterdam in 2019. And here are the latest in the world of sports. World number one e-kata athlete James De Los Santos captured three gold medals in one day, which improved his medal collection this month to 10 and 29 overall since he joined the events in April. The 30-year-old De Los Santos dominated the Rome International Endas Karate Cup, captured his second in the Euro Grand Prix, then capped the day by taking a third straight mint in the e-karate games. He won against Alfredo Bustamante in the Rome International Endas Karate Cup Finals, edge Matias Moreno Domont in the second Euro Grand Prix, and downed Silvio Ceron Biogioni in the third E-Karate Games. De Los Santos, a former national team member, won the E-Karate Games first leg in August and the second leg in October, while the victory in the first Euro Grand Prix came in November. During the weekend, De Los Santos won the third leg of the 2020 Venice Cup. So far, he has won 10 tournaments this month, which include the 4th Katana Intercontinental League, the Golden League, the Athletes E-Tournament Cash Award 2, the Knox Dojo Markham City Open, and the Okinawa World Series 2. For MB Now, this is Dennis Principe reporting. And those are the news on Web Today, December 8, 2020. It's 17 days before Christmas. For more news and details, get your copy of Manila Bulletin newspaper tomorrow or log on to www.mb.com.ph. Or you may also subscribe to our newsletter through the link on this video's caption to have the day's latest news delivered to your inbox. I am Barbie Atienza for Manila Bulletin, celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Join us again tomorrow. This has been MB Now. 
be fully informed.